Nikita, hello and welcome to the first episode of the podcast that we haven't decided on the name of. The podcast we don't have a name for. Does the name matter? Do you think people choose things because of the name or because of the content? People find things because of the name, but can't come for the name, stay for the content. It uh, doesn't matter. It will be, the name will be there by the time the, this mm. episode comes out. It better. Okay, okay. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, we can just uh, go with our initial topic, but... I have a topic. It's <laughs> good. I just, I just came back from circling. I don't know if I told you about circling before or I have told you about circling enough. Quick definition. A quick definition. They describe it as a social meditation. They describe it as something where people sit in a circle and relate to each other in the present moment. Um, so the meditation object is the relationship between people. And it's very different from like normal way of relating because if you try to start explaining things or you try to get into, oh, this week was very difficult for me and I had, an, I had a fight with my mom, yada, yada. Nobody really cares and I can just inter intersect and say that I don't care or in a nice way that is completely acceptable so it's a very interesting practice that claims to have no rules um, and um, I find it very interesting and I've been doing it for some time now and sometimes I so go let, ahead let, let me say it back to you so it's basically a, a gathering of people who come there for some kind of mental relief uh, some me collective meditation there are no rules uh, the, no hard rules at least right and people sit in the meditation and there's a timer like you have like an hour yeah there is a facilitator and there is a timer it usually goes for an hour sometimes two hours um, someone described it as a intimacy without friendship because after a circling a session you typically feel quite connected to some people or most of the people in the room yeah that's I, fascinating yeah there's it's it's just i'm not too far from those kind of events uh in just at least in principle like the idea of them is familiar to me but it takes me some time to understand what circling is but sounds good yes okay so what happened today and to be honest i've been struggling a lot with trying to explain what circling is because one has to try it and any explanation I've ever given was not very close to what it actually is. Um, the thing that happened to me when I was in LA, um, imagine like the LA crowd with a lot of spiritual people, um, you know, all of these like very ecstatic dance slash Burning Man types of people. And we were doing circling and I knew most of them. And uh, it happened about six months ago. And uh, there is this person who is, let's say, like from Arabic or, uh, origins, uh, what do you call them? Middle Eastern, right? Definitely. Middle Eastern and he came to the circle for the first time and he came in and he sat down. It was very quiet and very attentive and he was like paying attention and being all, you know, very yeah, he looked he looked like very, very inspiring, you know. And involved and connected. <clears throat> involved and connected, but you can't tell because he was silent the entire time. And in circling when someone is being silent and like very attentive for too long it's not uncommon for people to wonder what's happening with this person. So they say, hey, like, what's going on with you? Can you share your experience? How are you relating to us? How are you relating to Circle? It's your first time. Like, what are you feeling? So this is completely normal for the newcomers. And he responded in a way that I still remember and I still struggle to find a way to relate to it. The thing that he did, he said, in the very condescending and kind of like storytelling, slow, um, in my opinion, uh, like very unpleasant way he goes uh, so you know I've been traveling a lot and I've seen many things and let me tell you something I think that it is because of soft and weak men like you this country is going to hell full stop now imagine this type of bomb being dropped in the middle of 
soft and weak man um, in the circle of those people who talk about emotions for hours. Let me ask you, he was addressing not one specific you. He, he was looking around, yes, at all the men. Yeah, he wasn't talking to right, not to me, but specifically like to the entire group of people or to the entire culture, I would say. I think he was actually referring to the American culture in general. Uh-huh. Um, and the, the reason I'm talking about this is because what I've been trying to write in my blog for a while, it seems that in the way we relate to people, there are two fundamental ways. You can say, I agree with someone, or you can say, I disagree with someone, right? You can say, yes, that is right. I agree. These, these Americans, these fucking Americans are going to destroy it, blah, blah, blah. They need to be stronger. This is how you do it. Like a typical, let's say, let's call him like a conservative or a Republican, maybe. Um, and I'm, I'm using these terms loosely because it's not about politics. Um, or you can disagree. You can say, you know what? This goes against my values. This goes against everything that I believe in. And um, in fact, you are the reason this country goes to hell. Specifically, your type, of, your kind is why we're, in, we're having problems that we're having in the world. Except that, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, and I, I, I remember that you sometimes share this value too, the idea of agreeing or disagreeing, the idea of taking side, often feels very limiting, right? Taking a side is like, you have to box yourself to one side or the other. And the value that I was trying to uphold when I was in that circle, I was trying to say, how do I choose a side that neither agreeing nor disagreeing? And I'm going to stop here because I'm talking for a while, but I wonder how you relate to this opening t- no, to the story. Yeah, this is good because uh, you know, everyone loves a polarizing statement or some kind of drama that unfolds based on polarization. Right? And this guy was, just took a hard line, like, side, okay, well, you're the silly liberals who rot the fabric, fabric of this amazing country that I came to, to enjoy and... Now, from his point of view, he was realizing maybe that the masculinity that he he thought was perhaps too much or maybe it was just right, that he brought from his homeland is missing and he misses it. Like the question is, of course, like, why the hell are you here? Of course, there's many, many aspects of where he came from that are probably worse in his mind. That's why. But um, I think people, it's just easier on the brain to make a hard line to take a hard line's position, uh, to either be with the left or with the right, with the top or with the bottom. Um, and it's like in this heated political climate that has been nonstop ever since Trump got elected in the US, maybe even earlier, um, but especially felt then. Uh, it's like it's almost like people are very uncomfortable with not knowing what your position is as a person who communicates with them. They kind of want to place you somewhere. I mean, we all do to to a certain extent, but I really appreciate people who are not easily placed and have plasticity in their thinking because I think I am like that. But even people on the spectrum uh, still kind of want to find where they relate to to people they communicate with. And if I think it's a matter of trust, um, preserving feelings and emotions, you know, in, in the in the acceptable state. Because all these challenges, they're very, it can be very painful for people, especially with ideas that are already solidified. And especially when there's a community that supports the same ideas. And then if anybody just tries to disrupt it, it's like, you know, it's like a burglar entering your home, you know, or somebody's setting your house on fire. You know, like, how dare you? You know, I've been building this for years. Um, and so, but today you went to circling and nothing like this happened. You, know, you just remembered about that episode that happened six months ago or so because that was also at Circling. 
There was a person who I actually have a lot of respect for, and he said that he has a lot of respect for people who engage in 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 his heated discussions. He loves to antagonize people, and he loves to draw them out and their opinions out. And he holds the value that these types of discussions are necessary to bring out what he calls the he calls it like the ultimate truth. So he says, "I want." To know what you think about what I think, and I want you to defend your values in front of me as I am defending mine, and I'm open to discovering greater values together and upholding these values. And this isn't really much different from the character that I described before. Ultimately, someone makes a very strong statement, very strong line, and then holds dear life、uh, for dear life for this line and.、Uh, Somehow it goes against the grain for me,、um, and the struggle I'm having is, and the question that is still open: Okay, these people exist. In fact, these people exist everywhere you can look.、Um, these people exist in politics. These people exist in your neighborhood and your community, and they have these strong opinions. My mom has a strong opinion, you know. So I have two options, right? It seems like it seems like there are two options: you can agree or disagree, and maybe the third option is you can ignore. Right, you can be like, I'm not getting into this. Are these the only options? Because it seems like if these are the only options, then what we are, the direction we are heading is further polarization. Yeah, and can, it can get worse, which is already a problem. And I can't explain how important it is to me. Yeah. So, like, the 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 the, the question I have is, what the hell do you do with this? Like, if you were in that circle, as I was, like, what would you do? Or I guess, what do you do? With people who have strong opinions about things, someone comes and say, "Hey, look, for you, I think that you need to do blank, blank, and blank because this is、um, how things are done." Yeah, I think the, there's a way. Let's let's、um, talk through it and, and see if if it's the fourth way、um, to be a, a chameleon and to adjust to send just enough signals. Out to fit the current situation、uh, without conflict or with mi-、uh, minimal conflict, and so that means that if you step inside a mosque, you know, a Muslim holy place, you need to take your shoes off, you need to obey by their rules, but you can't really came in to say hello to your friend or to, you know. See the beautiful mosaics on the walls and stuff like that. You didn't come there to pray or convert, right? So, and and you have to respect them in that moment. As soon as you get out of there, you can say like, "Oh, that's too much for me. I could never do that." And also, go do things that are completely sinful.、Uh, but while you're there, you cannot do that, and you probably enjoy that moment of、um, accepting of of compliance to to their rules because that allows you to connect temporarily with them.、Um, And it's like it's not taking their side, and it's not being against them, and it's not ignoring it. It's like adopting it for the moment to it for a moment.、Um, what, it, what else it can be? It can be a social gathering. That it, it's a very interesting social gathering. It's a meetup, networking event. You don't like eighty percent of the people there, but you like the snacks. You like the decorations of the co-working space. You like the wine,、um, and there's one friend that you haven't seen in 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 a year in that in that space. So everything kind of becomes irrelevant that, that you don't like about that space for some time because you adopted it because there's there's something to gain from from being a chameleon in that environment. Some people will ask you questions that are 
ordinarily would annoy you, but you'll roll with them because you're in a space temporarily, you know, you, you can handle it. Um, so this is what I'm thinking, like, what could be the other way? And mm, because if you take a hardline position, if you, if, you, if you stay polarizing, I mean, you'll just be you know, shitting all over the place and destroying things or having a love fest situation only, you know, and kind of completely avoid uh, anything that, that doesn't fit. And it's the kind of situation where you just at a family gathering, uh, when somebody says something about another race uh, that is offensive and you have not, no problem, you have a friend of that race, you know, what you just stand up and leave and they say, why, where are you going? Like, I don't have to explain, I, I don't feel comfortable. You know, that's kind of another hardline position. But sometimes you have to be there, right? Sometimes you have to get there because everyone has limits. Um, so, yeah, does it make sense? Yeah, so what you're describing is if you're, if you're, if you're a guest in a culture, whatever the culture might be, it is your choice to be there. And because it is your choice to be there, it makes sense to be respectful to whatever the, um, well, the culture is, right? You wouldn't come to a, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to give examples, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you're not going to do weird things at strange places where these things can, you can get really... Or, or be punished. Get people angry. And, and I'm not really talking about... The, Right, and I'm not even talking about being disrespectful either. Um, but I understand this. However, what I mean is, imagine that you're in a with someone who is you're not in the position of a guest. You're in a position of an equal in some ways, a peer, um, same whatever race, gender, age. And this person exhibits an opinion or tells you an opinion that you just just throws you off. Someone comes in and says, "Look." Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, the, the thing is, I don't want to bring in any specifics because they alone can tell too much about me. But essentially, anybody bringing in anything that is polarizing enough, and this person holding an opinion that is opposite to yours, and as much as you can be a chameleon, I think we all always have, even before we know it. And that's another thing I discovered. Always, even before we know it, we already have taken the side. We don't take sides consciously. We are taking sides even before we know we have taken the side, right? So even before you know it, even, or let's say your two friends are arguing. One says, I don't know, this president is good. The other says this other president is good. They both have read a bunch of articles on the internet and they're arguing and you're just hearing it. As you're hearing their argument, you have already, I promise you, you have already taken the side. You have already taken the side on one or the other. You think that this one is more right than this one is less right. Um, at least that has been my experience a lot. And... It seems to me that this very idea of taking the side is the reason that many of the cultural problems that currently have uh, that currently have that, that exist at large. So I think that what, what I'm experiencing, what I'm seeing outside, I'm also seeing inside of me, and I can't seem to anything. If, if I try to fix some person, if I try to go come to somebody and say, "Hey, you should um, stop taking sides," that is taking the side. I'm taking the side of someone who wants you to stop taking the side. So the struggle with me is how do you how do you not do it? What is the other option? If you're not a chameleon, if you're not taking the side, and if you're not ignoring, how can you? What can you do? If I can't do it in individual relationships with people, how can we do it at large? Well, as a society, as a culture, don't you think that this subject is related to you know, this other impossible tasks? I'm implying that it, it might be impossible what you're asking for, such as, you know, how do I not breathe for an hour? You know, how do I swim for five miles? You know, um, 
how do I uh, get on the airplane when everyone takes off and I stay on the ground while being inside the same airplane? You know, I mean, can you do that? You know, do you want to do that that much? That you want to kind of defy the laws of common sense and gravity? And um, like, it seems like there is some concern about taking sides, taking a side for you. And do you want to stay neutral somehow? Like, what's the what's the goal in your quest for this? Being neutral is taking a side. You know, it's a, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 be specific. Let, let's let's bring a specific example, and I. Really don't want to bring in politics because I don't like talking about politics. I support but it. Here's an example. <laughs> I have a friend who uh, doesn't like, specifically doesn't like Putin. And this friend told me that she believes that uh, he should be, you know, physically destroyed. And I was like, in what way do you think you're different from him then, right? And she didn't quite understand it. And I had to repeat many times and explain in more details that he believes just as strongly in what he's doing. And between you two, the strength of your belief is not really what makes you right. Um, and so similarly, if I disagree with you, isn't very different. Um, yeah, that is like that. That's an example. How do you it's, it's sort of like what I think what uh, another example I can bring. Uh, I read recently a book called uh, Peace Pilgrim, the book, the autobiography or biography of someone named Peace Pilgrim. And she's this woman in the 50s, 60s or something, who uh, was a peace act activist. Uh, and at a certain age, she pretty much became like a saint. She left all her possessions. She was wearing a tunic that said Peace Pilgrim. And she just pretty much hiked across the United States and back like five, six times. And she became quite famous. Um, never heard about her before because, well, didn't grow up at that time in, in the US. But her message something that her message was at the time she was protesting the uh, war in, I believe, in Vietnam whatever war was happening at the time. And her message was that you can't protest a war with f more violence because then you are not different from those who want the war to happen. Uh, and it's very similar to the messages of like Gandhi or uh, MLK. What's MLK? Yes. Yes. Right. So uh, uh, this is kind of similar in this way. Uh, if I disagree with you and then I talk to you by arguing my position that I that is different from your position is that the right thing to do mm -hmm. is that what yeah I, should I think uh, in our podcast we probably won't arrive at the comforting answers and the point is to discuss uh, this very difficult questions that are difficult in the sense that they don't have a clear-cut answer but Certainly, the quest for some sense is interesting. So, I mean, it's, I'm enjoying the process. Um, and I, th okay, so how do you connect this to your concern about taking a side? So, basically, you, you are suffering, in a way, if you can say, if we can use this word, with an impossible choice of needing to take a side, even if you don't feel like doing it, or if, even if you don't think that taking a side is the way out. On, on the contrary, it's actually committing something that you don't want to to do uh, and that is affiliating with whomever like you 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 kind of want to have your own perspective but even that is most likely taking a side that is similar to someone else's side mm. yeah you're feeling it right mm -hmm. it's like uh, it's like a stacking stacking doll like a uh, you choose not to take the side which is taking a side or you choose to not disagree with someone and then that 
is another way to uh, take a side. And ultimately, I think the only I, I've asked this question. I've told I've told the story multiple times to many people, and the valuable advice that I received was to not agree or disagree, but to ask questions to understand better how this person arrived at this to these conclusions that you have an innate desire to not uh, you have a bias to disagree with meaning that you both had different life stories and then he or she came to this conclusion that you disagree with and you know your story but you don't know their story so maybe talking to them about how they came to it is how you can avoid taking the sides so kind of like trying to understand somebody yeah i think it's easier for some people uh, than than others uh, in that there are ethnical um, sort of uh, LGBT, religious, uh, you know, gender things that that for some people mean so much that there's no negotiation. Um, so I think the environment in which you can even entertain these topics needs to be already accepting and fairly plastic, as in malleable. Um, yeah, I think it. Taking a side, or at least pretending to take a side, is also a form of uh, self-preservation. Because you can... I'm not sure what you can achieve by just refusing to, to go with the option of at least, you know, taking a side to, to keep things productive, you know, to keep, keep this societal... Sort of, the societal wheels turning. And I want to ask you, like, why do you, why do you ponder these questions? or well, this particular question about taking sides... Like, why does it bother you and, and how, like, how urgent it is for you to, to find the answer to it? I'd like to point out that at this right moment, well, you're doing exactly what I'm proposing we all should do. You're not saying, well, I agree, uh, we shouldn't, or I disagree, we should uh, always take uh, a strong line. Instead, you're asking me, how did I come up with this? So you're exemplifying exactly what I think we all should do much more often. Oh, thank and then you. I, on the other hand, sort of uh, feeling, uh, well, first of all, I think it's a great question. I don't actually know. I, I really don't know. I want to know. Um, but I, there isn't like a, a specific moment in life when I became more interested in it. It's been coming up. I don't actually know why. Um, because I think often when I observe conflicts, and I think it's one of the reasons why we have such a great time talking because just like you, I don't like taking sides. I don't mm -hmm. like the boxes. When I see a box, I feel I can see everything that was left out of the box. Like for example, here's, here's, a, hot, here's a hot topic. Um, being inclusive means being non-inclusive to those who do not want to be included. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? As soon as you give any, as soon as you draw a line, you're gonna leave something outside of the line. Yeah, what if the bitter truth is that you need to play by certain rules of the game that you don't like and that people get out of their suffering by accepting things they used to hate, <laughs> by accepting notions they used to disagree with because they somehow got convinced either on their own or using some mentor, mentor's help or rabbi or some other religious leader who told them like yeah you need to grow up and accept this and convert and don't question it and then some people's lives be became so much simpler and easier i can imagine this in theory uh, i don't think i have too many examples of this in my own life but i think uh, the avoidance or the desire to get out of the suffering cycle 
can make to can convert you to someone you were not close to at all. And I don't dream of this at all, but I think anyone has a, this potential because I've seen this thing situations. I th- I've seen people convert to a religion that were not religious before, and I'm for me it's it really it's really difficult to have deep conversations with them because partly I don't want to go that route and it's scary for me to to submit to it and partly I think it's it's some kind of delusion that where, where somebody made a the right choice and they're convinced it's the right choice for their peace of mind and and to end a cycle of suffering but I'm pretty sure the next cycle begins right after that's interesting it's funny how you brought this up you you, you came back to the idea of suffering and the reason we take sides is to Apparently, to stop suffering. I think so. Is that yeah, there's uh, also an ego question, but I, it, it, it's all related to lessening of suffering. I want to know. I want to know more about the the ego question. Actually, sorry, I'm very cu- not the ego, the the suffering part. Kind of want to know more about what you mean. Yeah, well, let's, let's leave it leave it as a hook for the next episode. And uh, if uh, if anyone's listening and you like that type of conversation, drop us a line. There will be an email in the description. And uh, Nikita, I think we should wrap up here for now. And congratulations on the first episode. Uh, thank you, Vasily. It wouldn't have happened without you babysitting me for so long and asking me to start doing this for all, over a year. Okay, well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm happy that we did. <laughs> Glad we did. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.